We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Sarah, a significant turn of events unfolded for Ravens tight end Mark Andrews on Monday when John Harbaugh provided an update in the form of, yeah, a pleasant surprise regarding 89's ankle after Thursday night's injury. Yeah, now Harbaugh wouldn't go as far as to put a specific timeline out there, but after being briefed by the team medical staff and they now have MRI results, John Harbaugh says that there's now, quote, an outside chance that Andrews could return this season. A deep playoff run could help that chance, I would imagine. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison. It is Tuesday, November 21st, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault, presented by our friends at GEHA. John Harbaugh continued to be in a giving mood. Maybe it's because it's Thanksgiving, because he also provided injury updates on OBJ, Marlon Humphrey, and Lamar Jackson. And then after that, Bobby, we're going to look at the, yes, the ascension of of Adafi Owe, who is just tearing it up on the football field right now. Year three, been a big one for 99. Plus, Cincinnati went into full excuse-making mode after its loss to Baltimore on Thursday night. Well, that's according to actually Agent Zero, Roquan Smith, who right here inside the vault, called him out on it. There's my best part of that interview, but we will have all of that and more coming up. So thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. All right, Bobby. Yeah, this was unexpected. This is not what... I thought what was coming this afternoon, in fact, I just said in our Inside the Vault episode with Roquan Smith, I'm not, I'm not, some people are out there holding their breath for Mark Andrews, that maybe he could come back from, for a playoff run. I said, in my mind, I'm pushing that out. And then John Harbaugh today gave us that Lloyd Christmas uh, dumb and dumber experience. So you're telling us there's a chance. He told media today that, you know, there's nothing definitive but there is an outside chance that 89 could be coming back, and here's how he phrased it. Yes. Yeah, it's not, nothing's completely definitive yet, uh, but my understanding is, in talking with uh, our trainer and the doctors, is that uh, it wasn't as bad as initially feared uh, right after the game, that there is, um, there is the, um, the type of damage that's done sometimes in that kind of a action, what happens to the ankle, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. It's a little cleaner than they thought, based on the MRI. He's going to be involved with uh, Dr. Anderson down there in Carolina, uh, 
uh, Charlotte here uh, next few days, and uh, that we'll know more. But there might be an outside chance he could get back at some point in time. So we'll just have to see how that goes, though. And I don't want to say that's definitive by any stretch, but there is some optimism. All right, Bobby. So what was your reaction when you heard that? Well, I remember seeing tweets when it happened in that first quarter that he walked off on his own power. Clearly, he was in extreme pain. We all saw the play. We all saw the replay. We all saw how brutal it was in that moment. But when I saw tweets that he walked off on his own power, even though it was a pronounced limp, I thought to myself, certainly not in that moment because of how severe it was. I just That's the first thing I thought of to answer your question when you, when you hear that. So, look. I think we all got to be careful just in terms of expectations. Harbs would not put a timeline on it. We'll get to that in just a second with the follow-up question that he was asked later on in the press conference. And a lot of this hinges on a deep run, you would expect. Right? The Ravens can take a deep run into January and hopefully on into February. That that outside chance, maybe that changes. Maybe that's upgraded. Uh, but nonetheless, to your point earlier on, uh, this this was not what we expected to hear. And it's a pleasant surprise. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I think I think that is important because, you know, outside chance, those are the two key words. He didn't say there's a very good chance, <laughs> right? Outside chance means that we're pushing it, right? But he's he's, you know, putting faith in the fact that the MRI results are not as bad. And by the way, Ian Rappaport had tweeted that he did have that fractured uh shoot, I'm gonna get my bones in the leg wrong. Fibula, I think he said. It could have been a tibula. I think it was fibula. No, no, it was fibula. Fibula. It was fibula. Okay. So he had that, and then they said there was some ligament damage. So now, to what extent? It sounds like they have a better idea. Uh, Mark is still, like he said, down in Carolina and working with the doctors, but uh, Mark Andrews is a tough dude. So to me, Bobby, so I'm trying to think, okay, I'm going to – what can I personally – possibly expect i agree with what you just said that the the likelihood is higher if the ravens are in the postseason okay so if we hit the postseason then he says okay i'll come back and then we get what maybe an 80 percent mark andrews maybe something like that um so we'll see i'm sure we'll get um reporters will keep asking in but in the meantime while that's what i'm kind of thinking and by the way that what i said in january maybe that's still outside chance. So here's what Harbs had to say about the timeline. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to say right now. He's got, if, you know, once he gets back, maybe uh, later, you know, from this week, maybe uh, maybe that's something we could we could mention and talk about because we would just know more. And, and also, I'd probably have to lean into Mark on that too. You know, what are his thoughts on it? So I don't want to speak for Mark either. But uh, I do. I'm tell you this: there's no bigger competitor. Nobody wants to be out there more than Mark Andrews. I mean, this guy, he is all about. He's all about everything, but he's all about game day. You know, so I try, I, you know, I'll give him a hug every now and then and tell him I love him because I do love him. But I try not to get too close to him sometimes, you know. I mean, he's, he's all about it. So Jesse Morse is one of the Twitter doctors, and they're not always right, as we've learned recently. But he is a certified sports medicine physician, Sarah. And, and he put the timeline in terms of post-surgery recovery because this is, it's, it's, a, it's a high ankle sprain plus fibula fracture is what he's described it as. I think Rappaport had it as a as a fibula crack, like a cracked fibula, and then some ligament damage. He has the, the timeline of recovery as 8 to 12 weeks. That's what it's set up at. That would put us on the short end two months from now, January 20th. And I'm looking at the calendar here. 
January 7th is the NFL regular season finale. Ravens play Pittsburgh on that Sunday, the 7th. The following week would be wild card games, right? The next week after that will be the divisional round, then championship games, and then the Super Bowl. I think the fe- I think it falls on February 11th this year. So a deep run would have to be in play here. And in, in order for that outside, right? I mean, if we're you're looking saying, at the timeline. So you're saying Mark Andrews is coming in for a touchdown catch catch in the AFC championship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I think I'm with you. If it's 80%, heck, if he's yeah. 60%, 70%, if he thinks that he can make it, an impact out there, we all know this dude, the heart that he has is going to find a way to be out there if he thinks he can help his team. I don't think he's that guy, and I don't think they would allow him to go out there if he doesn't think he's going to have an impact on the game. So that's the thing. That's the thing that we're we have now eight to twelve weeks to look at if this if this um, online doctor um, is is correct. And by the way, I just want to put out there again: this is people speculating. I can't tell you how many times outsiders have put timelines on things, and the Ravens did not. And then when those timelines don't come to fruition, they're like, "Oh, John Harbaugh and the Ravens medical staff got it wrong again." It's like. No, 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 no. This is outsiders. This is us. This is everybody speculating on what it could be. They have not put on a timeline. But here's another thing to kind of like think about. We have the next eight or so weeks to see what this Ravens offense looks like without Mark Andrews. And Bobby, what's funny is before this press conference happened, when we were talking, we were talking loosely about, you know, what we what we're gonna look at for content, and whatever. And then I was watching this ESPN segment. And they were talking about the impact of, of Mark Andrews. And they were talking like it's way more serious than anybody in Baltimore is. And maybe it's because in the Cincinnati game, all of the wide receivers stepped up. But I tend to kind of do, to kind of agree with them. I'm like, it does feel like that we're just like, oh, next man up. And of course, that's true to a certain degree. But it's also next man up isn't the second top three, top two, top one tight end. And so they were like, I just don't know that they can go in and beat somebody like Kansas City without somebody like Mark Andrews. And I was just like, I'm not saying Ravens can't, but I also felt like perhaps we were downplaying it a little bit in Baltimore because of how good the wide receivers played. Now, at the same time, we are going to have eight weeks or so. And so say like we get into a deep playoff run. If these guys are playing well, say like likely steps up or Kohler or just the wide receiver core steps up and Mark Andrews is only say 75%. Maybe you just keep riding what's hot. I mean, there's just so many variables that could happen be- between now and then that, that it's probably prudent to borrow a, 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 a Billick word, uh, Brian Billick word. It's probably prudent to like be optimistic, be happy for Mark, have it in the back of your mind, but not bank on it. Sure. Well, personnel-wise, life after Mark did come up in the press conference, and John was asked about what they're going to do moving forward, specifically perhaps an added dose of wide receiver packages. But again, replacing Mark is going to be a collective effort, and that's something that Harb's made abundantly clear during his presser. Oh, sure. I think so. You know, um, everything's on the table for sure, Mike. You know, more wide receivers are going to play those guys, those tight ends, more than they have played for sure, kind of keep it, mix it up. One thing we want to always do is keep it moving. We don't want to become, and sometimes you have to be, and we have in the past. You know, you get forced into certain kind of groups based on what your, what your, what your roster looks like. But really, I, I do believe more than we have been, you know, in the recent memory, 
we're probably more prepared to deal with something like this than we have been. Uh, we have a lot of guys that can step up and make plays, uh, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. Uh, feel really good about the guys that are going to all together fill in for Mark Andrews. I mean, Mark, listen, man, Mark is like such a competitor, such a talent, he's a superstar player. It's impossible to replace him per se. We have to replace him together as a group. And I really believe we can do it, you know, and then uh, when he gets back, we'll just be that much stronger for it, uh, you know, whenever that is. So. I found that answer uh, very interesting, Bobby, because, you know, right away, what you would think is, okay, Isaiah Likely, Kohler, maybe Travis Vokalik coming up. Ravens just signed somebody, right? Maybe to the practice squad. Who was it? Yeah, the former Steelers tight end, Scotty Washington. That's according to uh, NFL reporter Aaron Wilson. So they're getting – they have a bunch of different bodies. But to your point, you know, I, I know a lot of the fan favorites has, has been, especially after what he did in the preseason, Vokalek about a potential call-up from the practice squad. Right, but what I got more out of what he just said, and maybe it was because of the way it was asked, is because he was also asked about Isaiah Likely and Kohler and Vokalek, and he was like, you know, positive about all of them, certainly – but it wasn't like he was like, oh, yeah, it's time for them to step up. I mean, he did mention like they're going to get more snaps for sure. But I got the feeling based off of it felt like more low key when he was answering questions about tight ends. But then when it was asked about wide receiver packages, he was like, oh, yeah. yeah. So and then yeah. when he's what he said there is like, hey, we want to keep mo things moving. And sometimes you're forced to because he's like, we don't want to become and then stop short. Probably wanted to say we don't want to become stale or we don't want to become predictable or anything like that. Um, and so it sounds to me that with with Munkin now, because not only not only are they prepared, Bobby, with the personnel at wide receiver, but now they have a coordinator who knows how to employ the wide receivers better, better than they did under um, uh, Greg Roman who was more running and tight ends, running backs and tight ends. And so now we know there's no like, you know, junior varsity route concepts going out there anymore. You have a coordinator who knows how to put together. You've got wide receivers with OBJ, Zay, um, uh, Bateman, all these guys are coming alive. And so I do wonder if there's going to be a major uptick and, and even more, we the Ravens have been playing quite a bit of 13 personnel. I could see that uptick even more. You didn't want this to happen, but now you're here. And this is uh -huh. one of the reasons, contingency plan-wise, why you did what you did this offseason, both in hiring, investing, and, and draft picking. So time to showcase it. It's time. It's time to show us and unleash these, these guys. Whatever it is, with these packages, with that 13 personnel, with, with a with – a, a collective approach from a wide receiver standpoint. Let's see it. And speaking of one of those, well, I, I think we're all kind of we're seeing where he's coming right now. He's coming on hot. It's November. December's right around the corner. He's starting to stack performances. That's Odell Beckham Jr., who, who certainly was laboring in the postgame locker room during his media availability on Thursday night with that shoulder issue. So Hard's provided an update on where he's at. Yeah, I mean, yeah he's he's uh he's he's not going to be uh. It's not kind of a long-term shoulder thing. So, you know, guys have – I promise you, every single guy, we could sit in here – you guys would probably want to sit in here and go through every guy and their exact status, what they got. If you're offering, get yeah, it. Which I'm not. But, uh, but you could, you know. <laughs> so everybody's got something.
I got some things too. I could tell you my my issues is you were really interesting. <laughs> Harbs has had a knee for quite some time. He's had yeah. a knee, but um I remember him hobbling around, man, when I was there too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now when he says that OBJ is not long term, it that does not mean he's he's for sure playing this week. Yes. Now I'm not saying he's gonna be out, but I will be very Thought interested in the injury report. Yeah, he, like not long term. Okay, well, Maybe he doesn't play against the Chargers. Yeah. And that gives him a good three weeks off because of the buy and this mini buy. Uh, so I don't think that that should be interpreted like, oh, yeah, all's, all's well and good. It's just that it's not like a Mark Andrews kind of deal. I think that's a great point. And let's just all, like, we've all seen what he can do. We mm -hmm. all know. I think we all can agree at this point that we, we want him to be healthy and available two months from now. So let's not criticize and bicker and go after him or the staff or whatever from holding them back. He needs to be available when January postseason football rolls around without Mark Andrews in all likelihood. Yeah. All right. So let's just, can we just throw that out there? Can we just yeah. have a universal agreement on that? Okay. Maybe we'll see more and, on that. And in the by the way, section. he slipped in. He also slipped in by, yeah. I mean, seriously, with Mark Andrews, it's like protect OBJ at all costs. Yes, okay? it's so all simple. Costs. It should yeah. not be an argument. Yeah, I don't know that it is, to be to be honest. So, But here's what's funny. So Harbs was asked about the secondary. Do you know who specifically he was asked about? Where He slips in some news about Marlon Humphrey. But somebody asked, I didn't quite catch the question, of who he was asking about. I imagine it was like Darby or Rocky Yassin or some, maybe Arthur Marlette. I have no idea. But anyway, he's responding. Maybe I don't know if they have transcripts up yet. Um, not yet. But, but he's I think responding. this was a rebit question, if I'm not mistaken. And it was you're ringing a bell here. I was doing th you know three different things, things as usual once, during yeah. the press conference. But I think it was a Darby related question. Yeah. Well, I, I would imagine because I felt like we talked about it in the post game show. I thought Darby. Every time Darby steps on the field, I feel like good things have happened. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he's he's responding to that question and then slips in, just kind of casually slips in some Marlon Humphrey update injury news. Yeah, I, mean, I thought he played well. Uh, the little bit he was in there, we de definitely want to get him on the field and give him a chance to kind of grow as a player. So that was an opportunity to do it. And uh, I also think there's competition for those those reps, you know, out there. Uh, you know, Marlon hopefully be back this week. We'll see. But, uh, uh, you know, we've got kind of a deep corner group, and they all want to play. So give guys a chance to get out there and play and um, kind of build it going forward. Quick follow-ups there and a hat tip to the PR department because they've been working. Yeah, it already has. I, I stand corrected. It already has been transcribed. So Jeff asked on Thursday, I think it was uh, Ronald Darby on the field for two drives, and then Rocky Seen would come in. Then in the fourth quarter, we saw Jalen Armour Davis a little bit. Was that a matter of just because he's earning the playing time and you just want to see a young player in that situation? How would you assess how he performed? So there you have it. Wait, so he's, I heard three names. So he was asking about which one of those three? Darby. Oh, he was Darby. Okay. All right, man. Yeah. PR got that up pretty quick. Very nice. Yep. Um, all right. So, but he slipped in there that Marlon Humphrey could be back this week. So certainly sounds like he's week to week. There's a chance. Oh, you know what, Sarah? Uh, again, Maybe it was uh, about Armour Davis. I'm sorry. That's my thing is I thought it was about Davis. I'm looking at, okay, yes, yes, it was it was J-A-D. I'm sorry. There was a bunch okay. of names there, and I was formulating it as I was reading it. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, anyway, so, as he, but to his point, there's definitely um, depth there for sure that they, they, they can play it safe for sure with Marlon Humphrey. And then the last injury update, uh, and then we'll get out of, you know, injuries and all that kind of news, but the last injury update, 
is never can ask too many times about Lamar Jackson. We know he kind of like seemed to favor that ankle for just a second, but also seemed fine. And then as we saw with Mark, sometimes injury news can change. They followed up as Lamar. It's been four days, still looking good. He's like, yeah, Lamar's fine. All right. Before we get to more from that press conference, including a former Super Bowl MVP being back in the AFC North in a town not named Baltimore, <laughs> we'll tell you about our new friends at GEHA, our sponsor here inside the vault. And for over 86 years, GEHA, Government Employees Health Association, has offered medical and dental benefits designed to meet the unique needs of federal employees and retirees, military retirees, and their families. With over 2 million members and growing, GEHA continues to serve those members and families who serve all of us every single day. GEHA, Government Employees Health Association, your friend in federal since 1937. We know federal because we only provide benefits for federal. Federal Drive is presented by GEHA, Again, Government Employee Health Association proudly providing health and dental benefits to federal employees and their families for 86 years. For more, visit GEHA.com. Okay, so we weren't sure if this was the case. We already mentioned it on the back end of the Roquan episode, but just to dive into it a little bit more, he's still going. 38 years young, Joe Flacco is back in the NFL. He's been signed to the Cleveland Browns practice squad as a direct result of of Deshaun Watson's season-ending injury from a week ago. And now he's going to have a chance in a room filled with, I'd say, inconsistency or maybe even unknown by the names of Dorian Thompson-Robinson and P.J. Walker. Perhaps Joe Cool is going to have a chance to get under center again and play some meaningful football as Cleveland tries to stay in the playoff race. Here's Harbs. Uh, it's great for Joe. I, I, I saw where Joe had said a few times where he was – Wanted to play still and still had still had plenty of juice left. So I don't doubt Joe. I never doubt Joe. You know he's uh, he's an ultimate competitor, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. You know, Sarah, and speaking with with his camp in sort of the, the last few months leading up to to just keeping in touch with them, he, he's been waiting for his call. You never know when it's going to come. He's been training hard. He wanted this. You knew that at some point he might have gotten a chance, just like Carson Wentz a couple weeks ago. And his chances now, and it looks like based on what Schefter is saying, he's going to uh, be promoted up to the 53 and let the rest fall as it may. It is funny. I can't, people never know behind the scenes, like how many requests you have to have put in in order to actually get a, a, a guest on your show. It's probably what, 10 requests and you get one that says yes. Uh, and I have to give the hat tip to you because you're the one who does all that work for us. <laughs> it's not easy to do, but I know that you have reached out to Joe Flacco. Like how many times have we reached out to Joe Flacco this season? It's like, no, he's focusing. He's focusing on getting a job in the NFL. Like it has been clear that no way did he give up on this season yet. Like it took till week 12, but he's in, he's now in he, uh, and you know, uh, I'm sure what is Harb's going to say? Like, it's like you're happy for him, but at the same time, it's like, look, now he's now he's the enemy. Now he's the division enemy. Yeah. It used to be okay. He went all the way to the Broncos, mostly out of sight, out of mind. Same in the in the Eagles and in another conference, and then the Jets. Jets never really threaten anybody. Well, now you're a half game behind the Ravens in the division, and now we have a problem. Yes, we do, especially if they find a way to get to January. Perhaps turn back the clock to where he's most comfortable. 
where John Arbaugh is comfortable is giving big time love to his third year outside linebacker who's putting together a career season so far, aside from being unavailable earlier on in the year. Adafe Owe has really, really started to perform and stack performances, causing all kinds of disruption on the edge, setting that edge, causing pressures, and doing what he hasn't done enough of, I'd say, the previous two seasons, and that is getting to the quarterback, finishing plays, uh, increasing that technique. And Harbs was quick to, one, give him some love. And as we've done as well in recent uh, months, talk about Chuck Smith, the pass rush guru who's come in here. And I don't think it's a coincidence, Sarah, that they've got over 10 dudes who've recorded a sack this year. They lead the league in that category through uh, 11 NFL weeks. And Harbs was quick to point that out. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Charles. Great point. I mean, Chuck Smith does a great job. I think he's an outstanding coach. Uh, he, he's got uh, – he's a technician. Uh, he's very uh, – he's studied this thing his whole life, you know, and his whole adult life, I know. And, uh, and then, you know, um, Anthony Weaver's another great coach. Those guys team up and work together on that. I think they do just a phenomenal – nobody does a better job in the league than those two guys coaching the pass rush part of it. And then to your point about Adafe, worked incredibly hard at it, and he's still, I mean, on the ascend. He is getting better all the time. And I, I think he's going to, you know, he hasn't even, I don't think he even scratched the surface yet about how, what kind of player he can be, pass rusher, run defense, all of it. So when you say, and here are the numbers that match up with it. Gordon McGinnis from PFF. Adafe is ranked 15th in PFF's pass rushing grade among edge defenders this season, fourth in overall pressure rate. And as Gordon says, yes, McDonald's scheme, Mike McDonald, that is, getting a lot of praise, but the 2021 first-round pick has also taken a huge step forward, both of which should be acknowledged and celebrated so far. Hasn't even scratched the surface. I love that when you're ranked number 15 and then you start putting plays together like this. Uh, Nate Tice uh, put out this of Odafe Owe. Um, okay, so Odafe is over here on the left side of your screen, number 99 there. Okay, check out what happens here. Uh, ball is snapped. He's got two people on him. Okay, two people on him. So he's trying to go inside. Can't get inside. Tries to go back to the outside. Well, there's the second guy. Goes back inside and beats him. <laughs> wow. And then forces... Forces the ball. I got to watch that again. Full, full go. 99 on the left there. This is still Joe Burrow. Double teamed, double teamed. And then fast. Oh, my gosh. And puts 81. I think, I guess that's a tight end, right? Puts him in the blender. Look Bobby. at that last. Look at that last arm motion. Right. And swim move. There. Yes, oh. And then threw him down. Yes. He does a spin, throws him down. And it's like, are you for real? That now we're at the point where you got to be double teamed and you're still more. winning. You're still winning your reps. Okay. And that's just one, Bobby. I can't tell you how many people run this back. Uh, look at this. Look at this look at last this. ferociousness to move a tight end. I think that's a tight end. 81. Just yeah. move, move. Get, get, get out of my way. Get out of my way. And it forced Joe Burrow to have to throw the ball away early in completion. Like, so when John Harbaugh says he hasn't even scratched the surface, like, Bobby, I, I didn't know he was doing this. My bad. You're being double teamed and still winning your reps. That's the, that, when you can start being the player where offensive coordinators have to account for you, they have to account for you and think about you, that's when you're starting to hit another level. 
At a boy 99, good stuff there development-wise. We've talked about the technique. We've talked about how he's di- diversified his his overall movements and, and, and techniques, and he's not just killing you with his speed, which we know is God-gifted. And I'll let you take this one because I don't know what you okay, have. Okay, so this one, yeah, so this one, it's it's just just because I just did a film thing. This is random, but this is PQ. Um, what does P- PQ look like to you right here, Bobby? Well, I've got it paused. He looks a condition. He looks um, winded. Winded. Whenever you got your hands up on your hips, when I dip, you dip, we dip. Uh, no, you have your hands up on I remember in basketball, it was like, you guys better not put your hands on your hips because you're telling the other team that you're tired. And Pretty then much. like, that's when they're, they're going to like, they're going to be out for blood. So he's putting out this sign that he's tired, all winded, innocent, like, and then check this out. Now this is no longer uh, with Burrow. This is when they got number six in, but check this out. So, oh, times up the snap perfectly, bursts in, making the uh, offensive lineman, I think the center, like, look, look at how he timed that up, Bobby. How, like, you got to know when to leave. He comes off and starts going so that he's literally at the line of scrimmage as soon as the ball goes off. Okay. I think he may have seen the right guard there tap the center. But still, but still, you got to time it perfectly. Watch the right guard. Bang. PQ leaves. Then bang. Oh, the oh, the right guard. I was looking at the left guard. Okay. See that so the, sixty-five yep. right guard taps the center. PQ starts, but still, there's still a half second after he taps him that Patrick yeah. has to make sure that he times it perfectly. This is something yeah. he's good at. Apparently, he's deceiving now too because he's he's starting to disguise. His That's exhaustion. what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like he has his hands up on his hips, acting like he can't come. So he comes in lightning fast. And then so the left guard has to account for him. And then mad scientist Mike McDonald looks what look what he does off of this. By by the left guard having to account for him, and then the right tackle has to account for Roquan. Check out what then Jadavian Clowney is doing off of that. So Jadavian's number 24 all the way to the right of your screen. Okay, the the offensive linemen are worried about Roquan and PQ, and then uh, Clowney acts like he's going to the right on the outside and then goes on the inside where PQ was, and then, boom, forces um, the quarterback to get rid of the ball. All I mean, angles. All angles. All, all angles, just, just, just a bunch of beautiful defense right there. I had to, I had to put that out there. And by the way, um, uh, Ryan Mink is the one who pulled that one of PQ. Okay. In terms of Broderick Washington being a healthy scratch, he was inactive on Thursday night. We had a small conversation about it. I remember during the pregame show when it first came out, Harbs was asked about it point blank on Monday. He said it was more of a, a matchup thing, a formation thing based on the game plan going into Thursday night. But knowing that the interior part of this defensive line has been struggling recently against the run, Sarah, you wonder if there is a direct correlation there. Roquan told us point blank that those guys know, we know, he said, everybody's aware of what's happening. Harbaugh was- Trust me. Trust me, we know. Go check that out. Again, episode six is available. We'll have a teaser in just a second here before closing on on Roquan talking about Cincy, which was really entertaining. But they understand John Harbaugh was very dismissive of Jonas Schaefer's question related to the interior defense, I thought. Uh, Says he's not worried, or I think he said, I'm not that worried or, or whatever. So clearly they know, and you wonder if uh, if this is going to be a recurring theme. And if it is, that's a problem because Broderick was paid and paid handsomely this offseason. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, so I mean, look, there's validity in in the reason to to have a healthy stretch there because when you have Joe Burrow and you have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins was out. But you still have Tyler Boyd. Boyd, you have those tight ends. So what they're saying is, is we were trying to put personnel on the field to stop the pass. That's what they were doing. And obviously, when you're only allowed to have 46 active and and more people are healthy, then you have tough decisions to make. And so he was like, so uh, so. So that's why they did it, and he said, I mean, clearly um, he's watching out for Broderick because he knows what people think about that and to be inactive, and he's like, Broderick understands it, he gets it, uh, but, you know, we need him going down the stretch and all of that. So, again, again, I don't think that Harbaugh was dismissive. I think he was no, doing not what a Broderick. supposed to do. Not a Broderick. No, 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 the I mean the of, the run, of the run, yeah. no, 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 of the run, no, 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 of the rush defense, I get it. Um, I think it was more him once again backing his people again. He's not going to be like, oh yeah, this is a problem. Oh yeah, this and that. Like instead, you're going to be like, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be, we're going to get. Well, I'm not worried about it because I believe in my guys. Is kind of is 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 the message that he gave. It's the same thing that I said about Mike Mike Tom, Tomlin. We were talking about some dude sure. uh, talking about Mike Tomlin. Like when you, when are we going to start talking about Kenny Pickett? You don't think Mike Tomlin is talking about Kenny Pickett to Kenny Pickett? And, yeah. and and his coaches and all that, of course they are, but he's not going to throw him under the bus in front of the media. So yeah, but but Roquan hit it more head on because he's part of the he's part of who can be on the field to to change that narrative. And so he's like, oh, trust me, we know. Before we get to Roquan and a snippet from our most recent conversation with him that dropped earlier today, as again we taped this just before five o'clock Eastern on November twentieth. We do want to be sure to shout out and thank two of our returning patrons. They're supporting everything we're building here inside the channel through Patreon this month, and we appreciate them. So shout out Chris B. and shout out Michelle Spate. Thank you both for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. And if you're interested in doing the same, visit patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast to learn more about what we're offering here inside the channel this month. So as promised, episode six of Inside the Vault with Roquan Smith, powered by our friends at Cybertech, is now available across all platforms, including right here on YouTube. And this was both of our favorite parts from this. Jermaine Pratt, Bengals linebacker, we've covered this already, went out of his way to kind of discount the Ravens' win in the days following that Thursday night dub under the primetime lights, essentially saying, like, yeah, you guys look good only because nine went down, meaning Joe Burrow. We all know his season is over. Well, we asked Roquan about it, and let's just say he did not disappoint. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, you know, it just sounds like a bunch of excuses if you ask me. You know, 
you, we could have said that last year when um, Huntley, um, when Lamar wasn't out there and whatnot. So it's about, you know, are you in the excuse-making business or are you in the result-making business? And I'm more so in the result-making business regardless of who comes out there, whether that's nine, six, or whoever the case may be. It can be Zach Taylor, you know. <laughs> so it really, it really don't matter who's out there quarterback. But, you know, uh, feel for the guy Joe. Wish him a, a speedy recovery. You hate to see people uh, go down with uh, serious injuries, but at the end of the day, it's part of the game that we play. It's a very physical game, so but it sounds like an excuse for me, and I guess that makes him feel better, if you ask me. <laughs> Consider Jermaine Pratt cooked. <laughs> go check out that episode if you haven't already, because. Roquan was great on many things, not just that. What was the one that you pulled put out that I'd even I must have missed that? What did you say he said? Oh well, after we finish up, go check go take a look because you're gonna enjoy it even more so than you already did the first time around. And that was when Joe Mixon was asked to pick up Roquan in Blitz oh, pickup, right. right? So and we all remember what happened. Um, Roquan got him good. Um I, I said it too, like hey man, Mixon, Mixon hung in there tough. But he got absolutely bulldozed. I mean, absolutely bulldozed. trucked. Agent zero, train zero, whatever you want to call it, came – and like he said, whatever. I don't want to spoil it, but he was pretty good because he said he got, he got a little bit of momentum on a few steps. Spoil so. it? What did he say? No, I can't spoil it. I got to send people over to – come on now. Man, you're still going to go watch? There was a ten, It's like a 20-minute interview. Come on. Give me the line. What did he say? Uh, let, me, <laughs> let me get the yeah, direct one because this is good. This is good. All right, Roquan on the memorable blitz pickup Thursday night. Let me just see what his chin's about. So I checked it out. <laughs> Are you kidding? Let me just see what his chin's about. Oh, oh, he is a he is a warrior. All right, well, let's get on to some quick hits. Go check out that episode. Um, let's see here, quick hits. Oh, so Julian Edelman, former uh, Patriot. Uh, there's lots of people, you know, saying that the Ravens could be in the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, so it's always, you know, fun to be talked about that way. But in Baltimore, we don't want to just hear it. We want to, we want to see some more results. But I like the way he kind of stuck his chest out for copyright reasons. We could only get the the audio of it. Can't show the video. But I just like the way he kind of stuck his chest out for the Ravens. Speaking of Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens are going to represent the AFC. In the Super Bowl, oh, with the way no. they're playing right oh, now, no. you look at their defense. You look at their defense. They're top five in, or the top five in points allowed, yards per game. They're top ten on third down, and they're three on on in the red area. So they are situationally wow. defense really good. insane. Yeah. Really and that's good. not even talking about the offense and Lamar Jackson and how he's playing. The one thing that makes me a little scared is that Mark Andrews' injury. Yeah. He's the safety blanket for Lamar. He, he's a comfort factor for him. He brings toughness to that offense. But the emergence of Zay Flowers, who's been balling these mm -hmm. last few yeah, weeks, and you got to watch out for OBJ. When the lights shine bright, OBJ up, yeah. is going to be out there. And you know you're going to be dancing. He's, and you're yeah. going to have some antics. Oh, he's OBJ. going to And he's getting better. He's getting better. He's getting he's getting better. So these Ravens, they're going to be representing them AFCs. Okay, Jules, there's something about these former Patriots, man. They're so entertaining in media, whether it's Gronk or Edelman there. But, uh, yeah, point, point well taken. When the lights shine bright, like the way he said it, when the lights shine bright, OBJ sh shows up. And, he does. Uh, I do like that both these former Patriots – believe in the Ravens because Gronk was talking about 
uh, Ravens earlier. So well, he backed Lamar um, too last week with the whole Burrow debate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't think we grabbed it, but just the, the final quick hit um, with John Harbaugh not having a game obviously on Sunday, and Jim Harbaugh not being allowed to go to his game because of the suspension, everything that's going on there, investigation and and whatnot. Um, I, I, w- I wish we had pulled it. I didn't. I, f- I forgot to grab it. But um, it was just kind of like it, I kind of liked that. You know, just like they watched they watched the games together. Jim came over to his house. It sounded like wives were together. Yeah. They had sandwiches. Harp Sand- said they made their own sandwiches. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, I guess some of the questions got a little bit detailed there. But uh, so he's giving that up. But just sounded like a moment for like you know like when you when like. A big, I mean, it's a big deal to be accused of what he's being accused of and to be suspended from the games. And it's like being suspended from your job. You can't even be anywhere near it. You're like, obviously, you know, the, a big piece of all that. And it just sounded like they all kind of like rallied around each other this weekend. You know, brothers having each other's uh, back and all that kind of stuff. So um, Harbaugh just once again, you know, sticking up for his brother and trying to be there for him as this all kind of gets worked out. Had to have been pretty bizarre for Jim to be in Maryland, just up the road from where his team is playing. John said that he had his call sheet in front of him on the couch watching his team play. And guess what? Play a team that hung tough. Okay, Maryland, like we know it's been a disappointing season, but they hung, the Terps hung in tough. They gave Michigan a tough game. And so you know, Michigan continues to, to find ways to win without Harbs, and, and they're going to be there. They're going to be there in the end, you know, competing for a – a national championship this year, but yeah, bizarre situation. But uh, Harbs went out of his way, of course, to back his brother, as as you knew he would, back to back weeks uh, in at the podium. So that is that. Anything else? We're going to have Tom, a Tom, Tom Palacero just tweeted that the Ravens worked out a group of tight ends, and one of them was was OJ Howard. So okay, so they were out looking. All right, they're mixing and matching. So. That is that. Special thanks to G-E-H-A for being this episode's title sponsor. Special thanks to Roquan Smith for his generosity in this week's Morning Vault. Not Morning Vault, but just Inside the Vault with Roquan Smith. Go check that out across all platforms. And for my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this. Yes, it's a Tuesday Morning Vault edition, but maybe you just maybe, maybe fit it in before Tuesday came around because, well, things are time sensitive in this ever-changing news cycle for the Ravens as we get ready for week 12 of this NFL season to unfold. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.